0: Welcome to the Wizard of Whiskey podcast, the podcast dedicated to the hedonist lifestyle. On a recent trip to New York, I managed to sit in the offices of the Thomas Collective PR firm, and in doing so, I got a chance to sit down and interview and taste along with Ben Bryant, who is the head winemaker at Jacobs Creek in Australia. These wines are really worth a try, and I suggest you give them a shot. So I am here in New York uh, at the Thomas Collective with uh, Ben Bryant. He is the uh, chief winemaker at uh, Jacob's Creek. How are you, Ben? I'm very well. Fantastic. Um, so we have a, a new line here, a double barrel line. If I'm not mistaken,
1: we do. Okay. We do, and we're you know very you know happy to be introducing it to to the U.S. We've, we've had it in uh, Australia for since uh, October 2014 was sort of the, the first okay. launch and. We expanded to uh, North America late last year, and now we're here in the U.S. introducing uh, the two wines, the Shiraz and the Cabernet. Okay,
0: um, <clears throat> tell us a little bit about the process you guys are doing for your double barrel. Are You taking wine and aging it,
1: and then putting it into whiskey barrels, or are you doing the reverse? <laughs> so maybe maybe we should rewind and go right back to yes. you know how it sort of you know where the where this was born from, and it was. You know, a discussion on you know what else can we bring to the wine experience you know so many other uh, let's say categories across the, lo- the globe uh, use casks and barrels just like wine Um and that's where it started uh, you know it's taken us almost four years to get to you know where we are today but the first two years were a lot of experimenting um, you know as, as Jacobs Creek we've always been you know very true uh, to the regions that we buy grapes and the varieties we make and it's about expressing um, you know, that varietal typicity in, in our own way. But what this actually does is takes you know, super premium red grapes, a Shiraz and the Cabernet um, from you know, key or classic regions in Australia, primarily the Barossa and Kunawara. Um, <coughs> we then you know, select and harvest those grapes when they're at their optimum, ferment them as we do with, with, with most of our super premium wines. Then put them through a maturation phase as we would conventionally in a blend of French and American oak hogsheads for 12 to 18 months then we blend our base blend uh, and very fortunately today we actually get to you know compare and contrast you know the, the base blend and then the actual double barrel. so once we actually get in the uh, first blend which is you know the pre double barrel process which is uh, 18 to 20 month old uh, maturation Uh, super premium red blend in barrels, we then transfer all that blend back into uh, whiskey casks uh, for a period of three months and that is double barrel. Okay. Where are you getting the whiskey barrels? So part of the the journey was, you know, the experimentation phase was to play with, uh, you know, different sources. So we use, we trialled bourbon barrels, whiskey barrels from North America. Uh, Whiskey barrels from Ireland, whiskey barrels from Scotland, rum barrels, uh, and we we kept coming back to the two, and so for the Cabernet we're using Irish whiskey casks, and for the Shiraz we're using uh, Scottish whiskey casks. Okay. (coughs) These are 100% varietal? Yes. So what we've got in front of us right now is uh, the two cab So we have uh, a a Cabernet Sauvignon, Uh, this blend is from uh, the Coonawarra. So, what we're looking at right now is uh, pre-pre double barrel uh, treatment. So, you know, Cassis, quite leafy, very vibrant, quite primary in terms of fruit in the aroma. Then the taste is, you know, very classic Cabernet structure, um, lovely red fruits, fine chalky tannins. Um, and then, you know, a really nice integration of, you know, French oak in that wine. And then if we have a look at the one beside it, <coughs> which is the double barrel Cabernet Sauvignon, well, you see it really transforms and opens the wine. Yeah. In only a very short period. You said three months, right? Three months, yeah. Wow, well, that's... Um
0: That's considerably different on the nose. I get a lot more of the (coughs) fruit up front on the nose in the in the the non-double barreled one, Um, and then
1: wow. So from a you know aromatically, it's it's uh, much deeper and darker fruits. Uh, you can certainly see the toast coming through from you know, the time that it spends in the, the whiskey casks, but then on the palate you have you know, the tannins, or the mid palate really opens up and fresh, you know, becomes fuller and deeper and richer and you know, ultimately smoother. Um, and if, you know, we're lucky also that we've got the examples of barrels in front of us as well. So you can see from the, this is a, this is a French uh, oat barrel, but you can see the grains are very fine and the toasting is is very subtle and it's generally over an open flame and then if you look at the uh whiskey cask is you know the first thing you notice is the let's say the intensity of char and blackening on the inside which is very heavy aggressive toasting and then secondly is the grains within the oak are much much coarser than what is in the the wine barrel and that three months in uh, the whisky cast, whether it's Irish whiskey or Scottish whiskey, um, there are a couple of things that are happening in that maturation phase. One is, you know, there's a much there's an accelerated level of um, oxygen that obviously is moving in and out of the interface of uh, of oak at a much higher rate. And then secondly, you have you know this significant amount of toast and char that you actually don't have uh, in. The traditional wine barrel, so it adds that you know, additional layers of complexity and richness and fullness to the mid palate. Excellent. I wanted to ask: um, <clears throat> Are you monitoring when
0: you're putting it into the barrels, so that it's only in the barrel during the, the summer months, or does it does it matter for you guys?
1: No, it's, for us, it's not a not a key issue. All our um, all our barrel maturation cellars are refrigerated, humidified. So they're a constant temperature the whole time. So it doesn't matter if it's gotcha. forty-five degrees outside or five degrees yeah. outside. It's a constant temperature inside the barrel. maturation so. Okay.
0: I was just curious. I, um, I do a lot with whiskey, and you know, when you're when you're storing a barrel, um, it changes. You know, it it, um, um <coughs> it lets in more. The pores up. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. No. Um, so, so in the hot summer months, you know, you're going to get that. You, know, you get a much color. Yeah.
1: Know. No. For, for you know, we we're quite fortunate and. It's, it's you know a climate is quite extreme, when you go from cold to hot, very similar to here. Yeah. But you know all our warehouses are you know, temperature controlled and humidified, so that you do have you know an optimum maturation temperature um, and level of humidity uh, to have it remain constant year round. Nice. How many? Um, what's the production on these on these wines as of right now? Okay, so at, at the momo- at the moment we're about thirty to thirty five thousand cases. Uh, primarily across two SKUs. In Australia we also have an additional but basically the main focus is on the Cabernet Sauvignon and the Shiraz. Um, we've got a firm ambition to be at 100 to 150 plus in the next uh, two to three years and you know, m- m- the way we're heading it, it looks like um, we should be able to get there. Yeah.
0: Just doing uh, the few varietals, are you thinking of maybe doing a Chardonnay <laughs> version
1: of this? Uh, look, or, or in, in the version? first place we actually st- we played with Chardonnay as well yeah. um, but you know, you know, very typical for us is we sort of never stand still. So we're always looking to evolve, innovate, look at new things. Um, and yes, you know, right at this point in time, we're continuing to explore other varieties, other regions, and other, you know, sources of barrels. Okay. <clears throat> so time will tell where we go with that one. Gotcha. Okay. Shall we move on uh, to the Shiraz? Oh, to the Shiraz, yeah. Sure. It's a bit of a waste, really.
0: Yeah, I, well, I can always take it to go. Oh. <laughs> it's nice that it's it's already in a to-go cup.
1: <laughs> So first, the Shiraz base blends. I think a key thing you you'll note in both of the. Jacob's Creek double barrel Cabernet and the Shiraz is, you know, they're they're very, you know, most importantly, the expression is is wine. Uh, You know, whilst we're going through the double barrel process in whiskey casks, we've remained very true to what is wine. um, And we're just bringing, you know, a deeper, richer, more complex uh, taste profile. I I have
0: to admit, I was a little nervous when uh, (coughs) this came across my desk. using whiskey barrels to do the reverse because you see um, whiskey uh, selections using wine barrels to give uh, you know a bourbon or or peated malt um, an extra uh, finesse to it mm. um, but i think this is the first time anyone's um, put on market something that's aged in a wine barrel and then thrown into a whiskey barrel and it's, yes. in, it's a wine yeah so um,
1: and and a hundred percent <coughs> of that blend goes yeah. through
0: so yeah, I was I was a little concerned, <laughs> but uh, I have to say, I'm not Are disappointed. Are you still concerned? I'm not. I'm, I'm going to do this uh, when I get home. Um,
1: <laughs> but uh, no, it's. So, you know, the Shiraz base, which this is pre-whisky bale, you know, classic Australian bross of Shiraz. Rich, uh, full, dense, you know, blue and black fruits, you know, plum spice. Um, and then on the palate, you know, this lovely uh, velvety tannin profile, but really full and dense um, in terms of fruit profile. And you can really see, you know, the the classic wine barrel coming out. You can see the the vanilla, you know, sweetness and softness, and then you get sort of the American oak uh, lusciousness as well. Yeah, yeah. I, um, you're,
0: if I didn't know um, you were already using French oak, I would definitely guess. Um, that this was probably Southern Round. Mm-hmm. Um, in its in its influence. Um it's really nice. Easy drinking, um nice jamminess on the on the palate. Yep. So
1: and then if you have a look at Jacobs Frick double barrel Shiraz. Wow.
0: I get almost a uh <coughs> that kind of patented um buttercream that I get in mm-hmm. You know, from the from the char, mm-hmm. um, right on, right away on the nose.
1: And you're right. Well, you do, well, aromatically, you do see that, yeah. you know, the the, the the toast and the char coming through. It's integrated, so there's still lots of fruit. Uh, you know, it's it's in balance. It's not assertive and sitting over the wine I think it's completely imbalanced. but then when you really taste the wine uh, you know you see that it brings a, a whole new uh, taste sensation which you know again and similar to the cabinet it really opens the wine up uh, almost opens you know brings to the wine some secondary fruit characters um, but then it adds this richness and depth uh, to the wine. Yeah, I, uh,
0: I really want peppercorn crusted lamb chops with this it's
1: you should have been to dinner with us a couple of nights ago oh, well. <laughs> now now you tell me and it was in it was in LA so oh yeah uh,
0: but uh, I mean you've taken something yeah, a very interesting concept um, and I'm looking forward to, to what's going to happen in the future um, uh, where um, are you going to kind of Blitzkrieg the market um, with with these wines? Or are you going to go select? You,
1: select, select more than uh, you know a, a blitzkrieg, but you know we have a firm ambition to to grow, and uh, you know I'm confident in that because of the taste uh, and the, and the sensorial experience. But you know first we've basically identified sort of, you know our top ten markets, identified some you know key areas within those markets where we really want to focus, uh, and that's how we're approaching. We're not approaching with a a broad brush it's actually a very targeted um releasing to market okay
0: excellent and these are going to be on the shelf for around
1: 1999 oh, okay so that's what they'll be uh listed at least
0: that oh fantastic job um both very food friendly wines i i mean they both cry out for you know with, with the cab i really want something like like a smoked duck mm-hmm. i really just want you know i want game and i want smoke um and with the uh with the Shiraz I want uh, I want lamb I want still game they're, yeah. they're both gamey
1: yeah. you know perfectly perfectly balanced for that mm. but um, I think I think also there's the you know the other benefit is you know, the great wines to be drunk without food sure. But they have the complexity and the layers um, and the concentration to go yeah. eat as equally as well with, with dishes as you just mentioned sure, yeah. well um, I think that's about all the questions I have
0: um Fantastic job. I look forward to seeing what you guys will do in the future. Fantastic, Justin. Got you enjoyed. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Cheers.